for the second time in three weeks, the Dodgers got smacked by the Marlins for the second time in as many starts. Lance Lynn got knocked around. There's a few things to get into in that realm. Uh, Julio Diaz was officially placed on administrative leave. Ryan Pepio will throw on Thursday. He gets some runway now for a chance at the postseason. And Walker Bueller talked about his performance and what he's doing in order to try to stay healthy. So that's what's on tap. Let's get locked on Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is a daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. If you search for locked on Dodgers, and if you want to be notified when our episodes are ready, all you got to do is subscribe and you'll get notified when those episodes are ready for you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday. If this is your first time listening or watching, I'm Vince Samperio joined by my co-host Jeff Snyder. And we're both lifelong Dodger fans that have covered the team uh, in the past, we've been in the press box, been in the locker room. We've been fans in the past and present and will be in the future. And we're here to bring you some knowledgeable thoughts and ideas about the Dodgers every Monday through Friday. And that's what we're here to do today. Like I mentioned in that intro, uh, the Dodgers, when they ended their lo- their winning streak a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago now, it was against the Marlins, and it was a blowout. And this time the Dodgers didn't have a winning streak, but they still got blown out by the Marlins. Um, I guess in theory you could say that they're working on preventing the Giants and Diamondbacks from being in the playoffs. So, you know, if you want to go that route about it, you could you could go that route about it. Uh, but the more concerning thing is probably Lance Lynn, who's now had two clunkers in a row, three – last three starts have been or the start before that was good it was a quality start but he hasn't made it out of the fifth inning his last two starts he's given up at least seven runs in both of those starts he struck out one batter in both of those starts and he's walked five guys combined in both of those starts so all that adds up to uh not great yeah it's been pretty bad the dodgers are now zero and 17 this year when they allow nine runs or more um i'm not sure which number i hate there in that sentence 17 or nine but uh, yeah, it's uh, it was ugly, and yeah, Lance Lynn showed some promise when the Dodgers first got him. Uh, but you know, when the Dodgers got Lance Lynn, we said we don't really need to be great. He just needs to eat innings, save the bullpen, et cetera, blah blah blah. And you know, so it was almost a bonus that he was also actually good the first several starts. But uh, he's not even eating innings now. This is two starts in a row. He hasn't even gotten through five innings. That is a problem because when your job is to eat innings and you can't get through five innings, I mean, he threw uh, against the Braves, he threw 104 pitches in four and a third innings. And in this game, it was, was it four and a third again? Maybe four. Uh, four, four I can't remember. There was one or two outs. Four and two thirds. And he was right around 100 pitches. Uh, I mean, you got to get deeper in games. And uh, yeah, we actually had an email from a listener named Michael Castro. asking if Dave Roberts left Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn in this game too long. And for me, the answer is no, because like his job is to eat innings. Like once he, 
like you're not going to pull him after the first home run probably. And, and so then the second home run made it five to one at that point. I mean, the Dodgers the bases scored, are clear. Yeah. And the bases are clear. Theoretically, it's like, okay, you put us in a hole again, get out of the inning. You know, it, it's, you're not going to pull him at that point when his job is to get innings, you know, they're already in the hole. Um, and, and so there was never really a chance to pull him early enough to save the game. Uh, and by the time, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's his job to eat innings. And, and you know, the fact is even with this, the Dodgers have what a 13 game lead in the division. And so the game, it didn't hurt their playoff chances. Didn't really hurt anything to leave him in the game. Uh, and so he had to do his job. He should have worn it and it would have been nice if he could have got through that. I wouldn't have been surprised if he had come back out for the sixth, if he had gotten out of it after, you know, when it was just even six to one, um, he probably would have come back out for the sixth inning just to eat some innings. But uh, instead I, I think it was what seven to one when he left the game and then two more of his runners scored after he left the game, just a, just a debacle. Yeah. Not great. And, you know, the main point, and we've made this a few times, and it's, you know, it's not something that we want to harp on. It You know, the Dodgers are trying to win every game still. But in the National League, at least specifically, you know, they're pretty locked in to where they're at now. They had the chance for the Braves, lost three out of four. You know, that that basically out the window. The They'd have to really play well the rest of the month, and the Braves would have to really struggle the rest of the month. They're comfortable enough lead over Milwaukee for the two-seed and then in terms of like overall, they're ahead of well, they're behind Baltimore and behind Tampa Bay. If it came down to it right now by half a game into Tampa Bay, if it came down to like World Series, you know, so it's all down to home field advantage at this point. Um, it's more like, you know, save your bullpen, save your arms, put guys in different situations and see what they can do. And, you know, they're kind of being forced into that role now, like. Uh, you know, Ryan Pepio is what we'll talk about a little bit. He's getting, you know, forced into a, a chance now. And, you know, guys like Gavin Sutton and Emmett Sheehan, who are in the minors for a little while, they both gotten chances the last week, uh, two weeks, and might get a few more chances here the rest of this month. So they're in different rounds. But, like, I mean, Lance Lynn, we talk, I talked yesterday about Kike and Rosario kind of having a hot start and then kind of fading away. And, you know, Lynn's in the similar realm there. And the big difference is, walks and strikeouts you know the home runs are still there he gave he gave up three home runs in his first game he gave up a home run in his second game he gave up two home runs against boston you know in all those games he had two walks or let or one walk only one of those he had two walks you know his first five starts with the dodgers he had six total walks his last two starts he has five walks you know his first few starts with the Dodgers, he had seven strikeouts, six strikeouts, nine strikeouts. Then it went down to three versus Milwaukee, but he had seven scoreless innings, so you can't complain. You know, then it's down to one against Boston. He he had a quality start, and then one against Atlanta, one against Miami. You know, that's the issue. And for him, it, it, and Dave Roberts kind of talked about it, it's you kind of know right away with Lance Lynn if he has it or not. Like, even though he got through the couple scoreless innings early on in this one, it wasn't like – you know, he didn't look good. Jason Hayward maybe saved him a little bit with a nice play out there in the outfield uh, that would have scored some runs if he didn't make that play. So it's one of those where I don't know if it, you know, like focus, like whatever, just didn't have it. Uh, whatever it was, you know, the weather, you know, I don't know. But uh, he needs to get back to not walking guys, striking out a little bit more. The home runs are going to be there. I mean, realistically, he's given up 40 home runs this year. He's probably still going to give up home runs. 
But when those home runs have nobody on base, it's a lot different than a grand slam by Acuna last time, three-run homer by Chaz this time, and a two-run homer also in this game. So, like, you know, it's a big difference. Yeah, my only quibble is uh, you said strike out a little bit more. He needs to strike out a lot more. In his first three starts with the Dodgers, he struck out 22 batters in 18 innings. In his last three starts, he has struck out three batters in 15 innings. And, and so we've seen that's where some of the walks are coming from because, you know, everybody's in a full count and they're fouling off pitches till he gets the walk uh, because he can't get, put them away. Infield singles because, you know, getting weak contact instead of getting swing and miss. Uh, there's just been so much of that, you know, he's allowed 24 hits in those 15 innings too. And some of them were the, the home runs, uh, what eight of those are home runs, but 16 non home run hits too. And a lot of them are, you know, infield singles, bloop singles, because he's not getting the strikeouts. And that that's the biggest concern for me, um, because I do think the walks are a function of not having the swing and miss. I think if he had more swing and miss stuff, he wouldn't be walking guys. He wouldn't be giving up infield singles and the home runs would be solo homers. And some of the home runs wouldn't be happening too. guys don't hit home runs on pitches. They miss. And, uh, that should be a hashtag if it wasn't so long, but, uh, uh, if we made t-shirts, that would be on it. So, you know, he, he needs to strike out more dudes, honestly. And, and so the, I hope that's the one thing he's focusing on because, uh, I think that would fix most of what ails him. Yeah there's a possibility for some of these younger pitchers that I mentioned to get a chance. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that, especially one guy pitching tonight and then a couple other arms, one coming back, and then those couple arms that uh, just recently pitched for the Dodgers and could pitch again. Let's talk about young pitchers, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. With the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com, let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen. Make sure to make us your first listen every single day, and you can be part of the everydayers. Find us wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And remember, if you can't watch the game but you want to listen, SiriusXM or the SXM app is here for you. All you got to do is get the SXM app or get on SiriusXM and search Dodgers for the home broadcast of every game. All right, Jeff. So Julio Diaz was officially placed on administrative leave. The Dodgers put out a statement acknowledging the administrative leave and saying that they don't tolerate uh, you know, domestic violence in any sense, so, you know, put out a little bit stronger statement than the past one. And now it's, you know, probably going to last the rest of this month. He's going to go into with the off season, you know, maybe knowing what is, what comes suspension wise or not, who knows. But uh, beyond that point, that means that the Dodgers were able to call up Brian Pepio and he is going to pitch start, I believe on Thursday or bulk innings. I don't remember if they said, but, 
Um, and somebody that's looked good for the Dodgers so far since coming off injuries is, is Pepio. So we're good to see that there. Uh, so let's start there with Pepio. You know, he now has a little bit of a runway for a postseason, not just a spot, but a rotation spot potentially. You know, obviously the Dodgers have a lot of ways they can go with their pitching staff. You know, it's going to depend on Kershaw. It's going to depend on, you know, how Lance Lynn pitches the rest of the month. It's going to depend on, you know, Bob Miller and everybody else. But, you know, there's a chance for either a rotation spot or a bulk inning role for the Dodgers in October. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I guess I have to correct myself the other day. I said that Ryan Pepio wasn't eligible to be called up when when Julio got put on administrative leave. Uh, I, my source was MLB.com, which I assumed would have uh, the correct MLB rules, and they specifically listed only uh, 27th-29th man for a doubleheader or uh, replacing an injured player as the two reasons a player can be Recalled less than 15 days after being optioned. Apparently, uh, dude getting suspended for punching his wife was not listed, but is one of the acceptable reasons not suspended, but put on administrative leave. Um, and, and so I, I'm happy for Pepio getting this chance again. Uh, they did say he will be starting this game. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's looked really, really good since he came back and and pitching with more confidence. And, and that was... That was a big part of what he was lacking last year, I think, was confidence in his stuff. And, you know, his he, he had the slider he was trying to throw last year, and Dave Roberts said that his changeup took a, a big step backwards in quality. Uh, and they everybody speculated and seems likely that it was because he was focusing, focusing so much on the slider. He's kind of scrapped the slider for more of a cutter now, um, and, and the changeup is back. And he's throwing it for strikes or close enough to strikes. And, you know, we've talked a lot in the past about how change-up pitchers coming from the minors maybe have a bigger learning curve because you have to throw it closer to the strike zone to get swings and misses than you do in the minor leagues. And whatever whatever it is, Pepio in his first few appearances with the Dodgers this year has looked outstanding and looks confident. And so hopefully he can carry that over uh, because it really is a golden opportunity for him now that uh, – same, same listener, Michael Castro, who asked about Lynn being left in too long. He also emailed us asking about what the postseason rotation looks like with, with obviously Julio out and Kershaw being questionable at this point. And, uh, you know, obviously Lance Lynn always being questionable. Um, there's some golden opportunities for some of these young guys and, and some opportunities for the Dodgers for Dave Roberts and the front office to maybe save face a little bit in going with a riskier pitching plan in the postseason, uh, just out of necessity where, where you might have Bobby Miller and Emmett Sheehan and Ryan Pepio all pitching big innings in the postseason for you, either as starters or as piggyback, you know, situations like, and maybe even Gavin Stone, you know, depending, like you said, if, if Lance Lynn continues to struggle, maybe Gavin Stone gets that chance too. Uh, th there, it could be a major youth movement for the Dodgers in October. I'm not going to lie. That idea, I've been thinking about it more and more. I mean, I had thought about it before, but it intrigues me so much to see, like, just throw the young, like, Kersh like I want Kershaw to stay healthy, but, like, Kershaw and the rookies to just go out there. And I think it's, partially because all those guys have a little bit, you know, somewhat velocity made to high nineties velocity plays up in October. Obviously, you know, not all the time, but 
velocity plays up in October. And if you're amped up and realistically the way the Dodgers are kind of built and the way they would, things would go, you know, you're not looking for seven innings from these guys. You're looking for four to five innings, uh, you know, three or less runs, ideally in the playoffs. You know, we've talked about regular season, how five, six innings, four or five runs is cool, but in the playoffs, you know, a little bit tighter on that. And, but yeah, for Pepio, I mean, you look at what he's done so far this year and, and, you know, well, first of all, you look at what he did to start, you know, he earned a spot on the rotation coming out of spring training. Unfortunately, didn't get to see what he was going to do because he got hurt. And now we're seeing, you know, was this going to be the guy that they saw from the beginning? Is, you know, is he just looking good right now? Whatever the case, I think it also helps. And we talked about this last time that his arm is fresh right now. And, and you know, that that's a put another potential like game changer. If he's his arms fresh, he's ready to go. He's pitching like he's been pitching. That's a guy that can get you big outs in October because of that changeup, because he has that third pitch to kind of just keep you off guard a little bit. Um, Cause realistically he can get through one line. He can get through lineup one time with just, you know, fastball changeup, maybe even two times, depending, you know, just on the mix and, and where he, you know, moving location. Uh, but he just needs that third one. And when the couple, when the guy's on him, fouling off a couple pitches or, you know, whatever the case is, he just needs something a little different. And he has that now. And, you know, him, you know, Sheehan's exciting because he has all the spin on the fastball. works up in the zone. You know, if he can, for the most part, he, you know, I, I've never, it's one of those things where like when Lance Lynn pitched, even when Julio was pitching, you know, even when it, you know, some of these guys were pitching, I didn't really feel confident. I'm like, well, I hope they pitch well today. Or like with some of these young guys, I don't know if it's just, you know, whatever it is, but I was like, oh, I think I felt good that they were going to at least, you know, give a chance. And then it didn't always work out that way, but uh, it's possible. And I'm very intrigued by the idea now. Yeah. And so much of the Dodgers success in October is going to come down to the offense stepping up anyway. Like if the offense plays the way they're capable of, they, they, they can win. Even if the rookies don't pitch super great, if they, you know, keep them in ball games, give the offense a chance. And hopefully, you know, the Dodgers are getting their October offensive struggles out of the way right now. Uh, you know, they, their runners with scoring position uh, performance the last week or so has been somewhat 2022 NLDS like. And so, yeah, get that out of the way in early September and, and you know, and get back, let the pendulum swing back to tearing the cover off the ball in October. And then, you know, it could be a win-win where you win with the young guys and you you get to see what the future holds because the Dodgers have some major question marks heading into the offseason. Obviously, now Julio is not coming back. Lance Lynn, they have an $18 million option. You know, uh, I think it's $18 million, something like that. Do they pick that up? Uh, you know, Shohei Otani, even after if they go after Shohei Otani, he won't be pitching next year. Uh, and, and so the questions become, you know, Walker Bueller and the young guys. And then do you have to go after other pitchers? And if you have a, if you have uh, Miller and Sheehan and Pepio and maybe even Stone throwing postseason innings, you're kind of getting a feel for that. And, you know, if, if they have success, you're going into next year thinking we might have a rotation set up and, and, you know, and, and then, Otani can replace Bueller in the if Bueller leaves in free agency, you know, and then obviously if Clayton Kershaw comes back next year, even better, uh, you know. So, but there really could be a chance to learn a lot about the future this October, just out of necessity. And so, while nobody would have written it up this way, and you in a perfect world, 
Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin would be healthy and Julio would be effective and not in jail and, uh, you know, all, all these different things. But the, the cards have been dealt and now they have to play them and uh, it may end up being a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see it if it does go down that way. And it's one of those where, you know, I, I tell people this, the Dodgers have had ideal situations. They've had Kershaw and Grinky and Cy Young, Kershaw and Grinky, like prime. And, you know, Ryu, one, of the, one or two of those years, like they've had the rotation. They've had the offense. They've had the 111 win team. They've had all this stuff. And, you know, it just comes down to what you do in October and that for, for the playoffs specifically. You know, we've talked about regular season is fun. You know, you enjoy it the entire time. When it comes to October specifically, there's no ideal way blueprint or else every team would be trying to do that blueprint and whoever did it best would, would win. But no, there's been a variety of ways to win over the last few years. You know, 2019 Nationals had the worst bullpen in baseball going into the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, you know, between Scherzer and and Strasburg and the bullpen, they were, you know, pretty lights out and went all the way to the World Series. So there's no idea way to build it. And, you know, it I don't want to say this feels like a, you know, like I said, a, a year where it's, oh, like, you know, we didn't expect much and we get to see what these young guys can do. And like, I don't see it that way. I see it as the Dodgers have a chance to win and it's going to be come down to if these young guys can help out and the offense can come through. Yeah, because the these guys wouldn't be coming out of nowhere like Francisco Rodriguez did in two thousand two. This is these guys are really really good. They're highly touted prospects with very good stuff. You know, maybe they're being thrust into situations they're not expected to be in. But I mean, these guys are good and they're expected to be good. And if the Dodgers can succeed with it, and the one year the Dodgers did win it in twenty twenty, like Tony Gonsolin was lousy in the postseason. Julio pitched more out of relief than he did as, as a starter. The difference was. Dodgers hit with runners in scoring position and hit with two outs. And so offense needs to win it and, and they can, you know, the, the, the rookie stars can just be along for the ride while the offense carries them to the world series title. Yeah. Um, one other pitcher that may pitch in October now that we are thinking about it is Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller went on the sh his weekly uh, stint on the just baseball show, talked about a few things and now we'll talk about those things. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. If you want to be one of our favorite listeners, you can be an everydayer. That's someone that listens every day. Remember, you can find us wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Tell your friends and family and become an everydayer. And remember, if you want to listen to the home broadcast for any Dodger game, SiriusXM or the SXM app can help you out there. All you got to do is search Dodgers and you can listen to the home broadcast for any game if you can't watch. All right, Jeff. So Walker Bueller um, has a weekly little stint on the Just Baseball show, which is through the Just Baseball brand. Is Aaron and Layton one of the hosts of that show? I believe so. Yes. Oh, former Locked On host Aaron yeah. Layton. Yeah. So he talked about obviously his uh, star in performance the other day and some of the things that came with it. I think the main thing that came from it. Um, is that he's Walker Bueller has put on 12 to 15 pounds and haven't not, we all. Yeah. But uh, not the way that maybe some not of us have put have. it on. Yeah. Not the way he put it on, on purpose. He said, you know, mass equals acceleration or whatever the, the technical term for that is. And he said, I don't think that's true. Not, not in my situation. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's true Must for CC Tabathia. CC Tabathia said he had to stay around 300 pounds. 
That's right. He lost weight and then he lost velocity. So it must be a bell curve. Yeah. Yeah, So he said he put it on and he said he tried to, he's like, I tried to buck that trend in the past, but obviously I've been under the knife now. So why not, you know, try something new. So that they talked about his new quicker delivery. He kind of implied that that was just to make sure everything was going good. Like it wasn't a, it's not something that's necessarily going to be a change for him. It's a change right now uh, to kind of save himself. And, you know, I think in order to work back faster um, and not worry about, you know, mechanics and everything else, because he is a little bit on accelerated timeline. And then the other thing he talked about was his fastball is in a good spot. He said he touched 96. He was happy about that. His off speed is what he wants to work on the next couple of times out, getting that back up to speed. He said it was a little slow for his taste. Uh, but, you know, all in all, he said he felt a little sore, but he felt good. And, uh, you know, he's supposed to pitch on Friday again, and we'll go from there. A couple weeks ago, I was saying, you know, Walker Buehler wasn't going to have a shot. And uh, now I'm talking myself back into Walker Buehler having a shot. Yeah, and some of it is just circumstances. A couple weeks ago, you thought Tony Gonson and Julio Urias would be in the postseason rotation. And uh, you know what? That's not going to happen. And so, yeah, there's definitely an opening for him. And, you know, even if he's built up to five innings, it's hard to see him – throwing five innings in a postseason game, maybe by, by the World Series, you know, a- after he's had a little bit more buildup. But uh, realistically, you know, he, he does come in as another one of those options if they go with a piggybacking kind of thing. You know, it, I really could see the Dodgers, you know, between Kershaw, Miller, uh, Pepio, Sheehan, Bueller, Yarbrough, maybe Lynn, maybe Stone, out of those eight guys, it's easy to see them having six or seven starters on the postseason roster, even even though they only need three or maybe four starters. Uh, and going, saying, okay, give us what you can. Bobby Miller, go out there, throw 100 miles an hour, give us four innings, and then, and then you know, we'll say, hey, how'd you like our 100-mile-an-hour right-hander? Here's Ryan Yarbrough throwing from first base at 74 miles an hour. You know, and, and and just kind of slap things together. And Walker Bueller could fit really well in that approach, either as one of the starters or as one of the piggybackers, and just saying, let's just go give us what you can. Let's buck traditional pitching roles and just say our goal is to get 27 outs every game. And we don't care who's getting them and where when they're getting them. It's go get 27 outs, try not to give up more than three or four runs. And uh we like our chances because our offense is clicking and hitting with runners in scoring position. Yeah, that, that last part's going to hinge on a lot of things. But, yeah, with being able to carry 13 pitchers, even if you have six starters, you still have seven relievers. That, that's still plenty of, you know, plenty arms to get through what you need to get through, especially that first round NLDS. You know, you got the days off. You only need three starters technically, you know. And, and even then, like, the Dodgers don't have – enough relievers to have like four starters and nine relief. Like they don't have that many like true, true relievers, or at least not ones that we want to see pitch in October right now. So I'd rather see Ryan Pepio and Gavin Stone and Emmy Sheehan than, you know, Victor Gonzalez or, you know, Alex Vesio or, you know, even Almonte or someone like that if they came back. And, you know, it also helps out in the fact that these guys are healthy right now, assuming they stay healthy the rest of the month. You don't got to worry about, okay, well, now we're waiting for Joe Kelly to come back. Now we're waiting for Almonte to come back. Now we're waiting for this to come back. Like, no, we're comfortable now. If those guys come back, it just creates a little bit of competition. Um, in that sense, Michael Grove and Joe Kelly are expected back on the next homestand. Michael Grove will be a reliever just because he's not, you know, won't be built up quite like a starter, but 
would imagine he's built up enough to be a multi-inning reliever. So another, you know, he looked good in the role where, you know, just go in and pitch a couple innings. Uh, when you need him to go five or six innings, he's maybe not as strong. Yeah. And, you know, we, we saw in this game on, on whatever day it is, Wednesday, uh, when the game was out of hand, went with Victor Gonzalez for an inning a third. To, got out of that fifth inning, pitched a sixth inning, and then Gus Varland finished it off. And uh, neither of them pitched great. Uh, you know, the there the Marlins scored five runs after the relievers came in the game, and that's fine. You know, that game was lost, but they didn't have to use any good relievers. Those guys can serve a purpose of keeping the the important October arms fresh. You know what, Gus Varland? I like I was, I'm still roughly a little bit optimistic about Gus Varland going forward, but for this year. He is cannon fodder. He is eat innings so that the guys who matter for October can stay fresh because I think the reason Evan Phillips was pumping 99 the other day was because he was feeling fresh. He he hasn't been overworked. He comes in. My arm feels good, and I like that version of Evan Phillips. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day. Uh, if you do make Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day every day, that means you're an everydayer, and that means you are great, and you are some of our favorite people. If you're not an everyday, you're still our, you know, some of our favorite people, but you could be a more favorite if you listen a little bit more. I wouldn't even like you if you don't listen every day. <laughs> so, well, all right. Well, that's Jeff. You know, Jeff, I don't like you, but – if you want Jeff to like you, listen every day. Remember, you can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. Remember SiriusXM or the SXM app. Search Dodgers. You can listen to the home broadcast for any game. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Locked on Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. You can DM us on those accounts if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Our buddy Pat Dwyer DM'd us. Well, that might be a talking point we'll have in the next uh, couple of days about Colton Wong. So if you have questions like that, even if we don't get to them right away, we'll get to them eventually. And you can also get a hold of us via email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-LOCK. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, text my device play podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.